This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 425, Fallout. Oh, boy. Is there fallout ever? Uh, so, just real quick, there was a game played this past weekend. It was a 1-1 draw. That's all we need to talk about, except for the big news. Nothing else matters out of this game, except for this. what we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> so, obviously... If you're listening to the show, obviously you know what happened. Uh, Van Zier said something during um, – it was somewhere in like the 50-somethingth minute of the game. Uh, used the racist term. We don't know what the term is. Uh, he has now been suspended for six games uh, across all competitions. Um, before we talk about our mm-hmm. thoughts on this, I know Truman had put out a tweet before. The sh- we recorded this, so do you want to go over those tweets? And then we have a voicemail we got to listen to as well. Yep, so I'll just quickly just read the couple that we have. The one I just put out, talking about recording. Uh, Steve Toto said, racism aside, shouldn't Struber's lackluster results get him sacked already? Add back in how he handled Van Zier. Why is he still here? I think we're going to touch on a little bit of all of that. Probably. Um, and going back to just game tweets, Adam at AK underscore sports 93 did say Dylan Nealis unsurprisingly cost us that game. Uh, at Sheehan underscore FR said no words. And Steven Santos said, Ugh, racist, ugly, and unwatchable team. Enough said. And then Eddie sent us a tweet, but he wanted us to um, play his voicemail instead. Hey there. Hey, guys. How are you? It's been nearly a, more than a decade since I've gone to Red Bull games, since Red Bull Arena opened. It has been nearly a decade since I've held season tickets for this club. And I have brought more than a fair share of people, including my little siblings to this to watch this team be in the South Ward and hang out and enjoy the atmosphere that this club and the people that this club has had to offer. And I know there was always a chance something like this would happen, but after be, of years of being able to say that happens in other clubs and hey, our club doesn't have a racist piece of shit in it that this team somehow will tolerate and give a slap on the wrist, or in this case, Major League Soccer as a whole, despite having a zero-tolerance policy. And the same club that I said this about is now the same club I'm explaining to my little siblings about what transpired on the field and how unacceptable that is. And if this were said at work, if this were said anywhere else, I know damn well my badge would get revoked in two seconds. And I would be not employed where I am. I would be facing harsher discipline than a six-game suspension where it's soon enough. And it is beyond disgusting that I'm able to say this, that I have to say this for the fucking Red Bulls. Let alone something as complicit in the nonsense with Gerhard Struber. 
And I understand we have had issues with whether he should stay or not. But at this point, if this wasn't the last draw, I don't know what is. He should have been removed. He should have been removed from the pitch. Well, not even if in the most bare bones protesting curtsy, you don't do that to other people, let alone the fucking history, apparently, of him knocking out a black player in, in Belgium, wherever he was. At this point, if he truly does want to rehabilitate and do better and understand the inequality and such, he can absolutely do that. I definitely encourage it because people can change. But it must be done wearing a crest that's not Red Bull New York. This is unacceptable to represent the Metro after all these years. All right, that's all. Thank you. <clears throat> so, yeah, those are some strong words. Uh, and, and it's it is a good question about the whole zero tolerance thing. Um, while I have Twitter up and while um, his voicemail was playing, I saw a tweet from about an hour ago from Steve Zakawani. Uh, for anybody who does not remember him, uh, he had his leg broken years ago by Brian Mullen. Er, and uh, Mullen got a 10-game suspension. And he says, and so Steve said, you can't claim to be zero tolerance on racism and then hand out only a six-game ban to a player engaging in racist behavior. Brian Mullen was given 10 games for breaking my leg. Awful tackle, yes, but very different to engage to engaging in racist behavior. I, I think I saw something about um, Bradley Wright Phillips was calling for a 10-game ten, suspension at minimum. Uh, I I mean, zero tolerance to me means he should be his contract should be null and void at this point. I mean, I assume there's some sort of morality clause built in to all players' contracts at this point where you could easily trigger that for something like this. I, I don't know how the league claims to be zero tolerance. So, but the, I think the bigger problem, really, well, not bigger problem, sorry. One of the big problems in all this is that only those on the field know what's said. So, all of us out here talking about it. Or have to speculate on why it's six games without knowing anything, really. The only thing we know is that there was, during the game, a claim for a racial term being used. Clearly, the league thought it was used. Otherwise, there would not have been a suspension. But we don't know how bad the term was and, and, and how it was being used. And I did not know anything about Van Zier apparently punching out a black guy back in Belgium. I don't know... The motivation behind it, I, obviously, people are going to make links between the two things now, but I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to say about the situation, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm glad we recorded tonight because we actually found out what the suspension was. Um, I don't think six, six games is enough. I, I'll say this. I, I mean, of course, we both have a ton of opinions about this, but I, I'll just start with the suspension. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the exact number is, but I thought like eight games minimum, that's two months. Um, I don't know if, what Red Bull's going to do, if they will suspend him longer. I don't know if he's going to be on this team. Who knows? We don't know. Um, what we do know is that he seemed to have a more honest apologies than Gerhard Struber did, and I'll get into him in a second. Um, and it's it's one of those where you go from there, I think most people just want him gone. You know, most people don't want him on the team. Most people don't want to deal with it. They want him gone, which I, I completely understand that side of things. Um, I, I talked about a little bit on Twitter that, you know, you could also look at it this way as you could be the catalyst for change 
and you could be the one showing this guy why he was wrong and maybe leaving the team is not the best thing because he can go back to Belgium and just not learn anything, you know? Uh, he could stay on the club involved and actually learn what he did. So there's that option too. If he ever comes back and plays, who knows? Um, I would like to see, I think the guy knows what he did was wrong, but maybe he just doesn't know how bad it was. Um, my thought is, I, w- I mean, me personally, I would, I would hope that this is not just a continuation of events that he's, he's done before. I'm hoping this was a one-time moment. Um, he's going to learn from it and become a better human being. I would like to see him be a better human being on this team, but I don't think that's the case. And if they let him go, I could completely understand why they would. But let's talk about the bigger problem, and that's Gerhard Struber. Um, when the other coach was telling him, hey, you should take this guy out, and he didn't. Um, we don't know what Carlos Carnell was saying. It could have been completely irrelevant, but I think you should understand in the moment that you're t- you should take this guy out of the game, that he should not be involved, and he should probably go into the locker room and be off the field entirely. And he's not a rookie coach, pure and simple. And and he can tell us all he wants that, that he's never experienced anything, anything like that, but I think anybody should know, let's get this guy off the field, let's get him out of here and try to resume the game the best we can, not leave him on the field for another, what, 20-something minutes? Yeah. You know, that he kept playing after that. Um, those are the reasons alone, aside from results on this team right now, that he should not be with this team anymore. I, I mean, I think it's just a culmination of events at this point. Uh, they they look terrible to start the year. They look absolutely terrible. Um, they didn't look great last year. You know, they made the playoffs because everyone makes the playoffs. Um, and how long are you going to let this guy manage? I think the biggest problem that you and I both know is do does Red Bull give a shit? Do they even care what goes on with this team? Uh, sometimes I feel that they just don't. If I they mean, I cared, feel, I, I feel like if they did, Struber would have been at least suspended. Right. I'm if not saying that, but at least suspended. Right. If they care about the team and they cared about their reputation, he should have been let go immediately. Immediately after this. And especially after the half that wasn't even an apology. Everything, everything he said is not an apology. It's just like, oh, I thought I was doing what was right in the minute. Uh, I should have done, I should have not done it. Not, I'm sorry for my actions. Nothing. He doesn't feel bad about it. Um, and I think he's more guilty than than Dante Van Zieres, honestly, because Van Zieres, what, 24? You know, yeah, something I work, like that. Right. I work with people that age, and they're certainly not full adults yet. Let me tell you, <laughs> they're not adults. Um. And you would hope that this guy grows up and learns, but but Gerhard Struber is an adult and the manager of the team and should know better and should have addressed the situation and got him off immediately. Yeah. So as you're talking, I think something's kind of solidified in my head about how I feel. So Struber, yeah, absolutely. During that game, he sh- should have pulled Van Zier right away. If nothing else, right, If Eve, let's assume for argument's sake that he believed Van Zier didn't do anything wrong. That somebody on the team was saying he didn't say anything, we should leave him on the field, whatever, right? If the referee is taking 20 minutes to let the game, let the players cool down emotionally, as the manager, the most prudent move is to pull the player at for at minimum to make sure he does not get hurt by somebody. Because if it's taking that long for players to come down, you do not know if somebody's going to go wild, you know, temporarily lose their shit and go after him. Yeah. And, and I, and, and I hate to say this, I'm pretty sure that if it were to happen, given the context, at least 90% of people would have said, whatever, fuck him. 
Ninety percent of people, even and, and I'm including Rebel fans, I'm pretty sure like ninety percent of fans of MLS would have said, "Fuck fans here, he deserved it." Yep. Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that's how it would have been. Yep. Right. So just from a you protect Van Zier in terms of physical injury, you get him away from the spotlight. Like that's bare minimum what should have been done. Then of course he comes out with that quote apology, which I get hindsight's 2020, but Jesus Christ, if you're going to put out like, how did nobody from the team PR step in and be like, listen, this is not what you're going to put out at at best. We're going to provide you, or I'm sorry, at worst, we're going to provide you your PR statement and you're just going to go fucking along with it you don't care what you have to say you are going to do what we tell you to do so now you have struber not not doing probably the most prudent thing at that moment you have him not making a the most prudent pr move possible i mean when that original statement from van zier came out what i saw people say was that is clearly pr speak but at least he understands what's going on and is trying Mm -hmm. to work towards a resolution which speaks volumes for the fact that the guy who literally said the racist term is getting more slack than the coach who didn't have anything to do with saying the term. Like, like how much of the villain do you need to be to take more heat than the guy that's, that was the being racist. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. Yep. Um, then of course there's the team, right? Why, and I think we can all agree that this quote, uh, stepping back from the team, Van Zier announced before the suspension, was at least partly influenced by the team, if not complete. The team saying you got to step away. Yeah, you're going to step away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we listen, we we're not going to suspend you ourselves, but you need to step away. My question is, why didn't they just suspend him on their own? May, someone suggested maybe there's some contractual thing that the team couldn't be the one to do it. But they might he, not be able to. We know how this crazy single entity thing works. And, and it, or it's either single entity or the CBA, something in there. The, the team itself may not have been able to do it. But if they had the power, right, I'm saying if because I don't know. But if they had the power, then they should have suspended him and just said, hey, we're going to suspend him pending the outcome of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like until yep. we know what actually happened, at minimum, he is not going to be involved with his team. Yeah. And and nobody would have said anything about that. It's like, okay, yeah, you remove him from the situation, right? If if it was an actual like a non-sporting workplace, right? When you submit a, a let's say somebody insults you, you, you're gonna go to HR, and HR's first response is going to be, let's take these two people and move them as far away from, as possible while we investigate to make sure nothing else happens, because that would legally protect our ass. Yeah. Right. So um, unless the, the organization was hamstrung by the CBA or the league. I don't see how that didn't happen. <clears throat> and then, of course, the worst part of all this is Van Zier himself s- saying it. Um, what I don't understand about the actual on-field situation, <clears throat> I don't remember if it's the captain, but San Jose's uh, Abose, who apparently is on the Black Players for Change committee, in his post-game press conference said that what Van Zier claimed at the moment was that Van Zier admitted to using the racist term, but he was very careful not to say the term because I'm assuming it would hamper investigations or whatever else, right? He was very careful in how he addressed it. Mm-hmm. He said Van Zier admitted to using the term, but Van Zier claimed to not have directed it at a, at a person in particular, which I don't know how you use a racist term without 
going I at a person. I don't either. You so just, I don't know how you much just that get up is. and shout it for some reason. Like I don't get that. I mean, it's not like you you get hurt and you yell fuck. Like nobody's gonna think fuck is towards somebody at that point. But right. Yeah, I don't I don't see how you use a racist term and not direct it at somebody. It just doesn't make sense. So should Van Zier be with the team after the suspension? Part of me says no because fuck all forms of racism. Part of me says yes because, like you said, the best way to get people to learn is to educate instead of punishing, right? Yeah. Uh, un- unfortunately, ra- racism is not one of these things that's inherent in human nature. It is nurtured by people's surroundings, and do not. Please do not take this as me excusing Van Zier's upbringing, right? Because if it, this is how he was taught, it's wrong. But from my understanding is culturally in Europe and apparently Belgium to a degree, a, ver- a very big degree, racism is a thing that is still, like, granted, racism is a thing everywhere, but it's more socially accepted than it is in the United States. Not saying it's right. I'm saying it's just apparently how it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to help Van Zier understand it's wrong, like you said, releasing him and then him going back to Belgium and then just being in that that society where it's a little more accepted isn't going to fix the issue for him. Right? Racism isn't won by you know everybody all of a sudden not being racist. Like we, you, you can't win that way. You got to educate individual people and have those individuals influence the next generation right so this is a teaching moment for van zier to learn that racism is racism is wrong and then hopefully carry that lesson forward to any kids he may have or nieces nephews anything anybody you know in future generations he has influence over so i am split on whether he should be allowed back on the team another thing too is man the guy is playing in the new york metropolitan area I mean, the most what, diverse what, what, I was place say. in the country, you know, maybe his first lesson should be riding, riding the path train into New York and learning what New York is like and riding the subways and seeing all the different cultures that that city has to offer. Maybe that's the first step and just seeing how all these different people live. Maybe that's step one. Maybe. So I, I don't know if I, I'm like I said, I'm 50 50 on it, whether he comes back. Maybe that decision is not up to the team or the, the organization as a whole. Maybe it's up to the players in the locker room. That's, right? the, boy, that's the thing. I don't think six games is enough for him to rebuild his relationship with the players. First of all, the players. I mean, the players is the biggest ones. I think, honestly, the fans are probably last. I think first it's the his teammates, the players in MLS, you know, and then and then the fan base. Because that's and, the first thing is he has to be accepted back into that locker room. And we don't know how long that's going to take. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be six games long. And, and of course, you know, the relationship with the players on the Red Bulls are what will influence the relationship with other players in the league. Right. So yeah. it does he have support in the locker room to to come back from this and be a better person? If he doesn't. Sorry, if he doesn't, then he should be let go, if nothing else, to avoid a toxic locker room situation. And, and what sucks about MLS is that you barely ever hear from the players. There's barely any post-game player interviews. You know what I'm saying? The media coverage is so minimal that we may never know how, how the other players feel. Yeah. Or they might just be told, don't talk about it, which I could completely believe, too. 
is that Red Bull is like, no one's going to talk about it. it. But I mean, th- and, this is the time to talk about it. This is the time. Yeah. This is the time the, to make the, it a teaching moment. Whether he yeah. plays on this team or not, this is the time for a teaching moment. Absolutely. Oh, I don't want to talk about was how long it took Tom Bartle to score a goal. And, and the number is 107 minutes. That's how long it takes for him to score a goal in a game. Yet here we are. Yeah. Uh, so there was something else I want to talk about in relation to this, to what happened, right? So we've talked about Vanzier, Struber, the league, the team. What I want to talk about is what happened in the 20 minutes after the the racist term was used. Um, so I think that it was, a, a, and I'm guessing there was a protocol put in place. That's the only reason it happened. That once the accusation was made, there was clearly an on-field uh, statement gathering process that was followed, right? Because a bunch of players were talking to the fourth official who was writing down notes. I think they were talking to the, the the head referee and all that stuff. So that part, I applaud the league. If it's the league that was doing it, or, or pro, whoever decided to do that, I applaud them for, at that moment, collecting statements. Because human nature, right, 20, 30, 40 minutes goes by. Let's, let's say, let's just use an hour. Let's say an hour goes between when the, when the term is used and when player statements start being taken. In that hour, you will get players who thought they heard one thing at the moment in time. And and I'm not saying it's intentional, but you get players that would think one thing was said at the moment in time, then it morphs to something else later. Players who may have been on the fringe of hearing range at the time are going to say, I didn't necessarily understand what was going on, but then get influenced by their teammates and now come out and say something did happen. Players who want to support Van Zier are now going to adamantly say I, he didn't say anything, right? He, whether or not they heard it. And some of that may, may happen in real time on the field. But the fact is, when you shorten the time between incident and getting a statement, you are going to get a more accurate detail of what was happening on the field. Where I think the process broke down was during the 20 minutes where the referee was letting players' tempers cool. Nothing was told to those people in the stadium, right? Those of us watching on MLS season pass were eventually, once I guess it just took a while for it to get to the broadcasters, but we were eventually told that the game was stopped because of a alleged racist term being used. The referee was intentionally stopping play from continuing to make sure cooler heads prevailed. Mm-hmm. But fans were in the stadium were not told any of that. I saw tweets after the game. Players or the fans were not told any of it. And that resulted in the fans chanting, let them play. Because to them, they thought it was all about the foul. Right. Right. I mean, if, if I was there and I didn't hear anything about an investigation for a racist term, I would have thought the same exact thing. I would have thought, hey, maybe Vance is something that pissed everybody off, but I wouldn't have never thought necessarily racism. So I think there needs to be something put in place that says if this were to happen again and the referee stops the game to take statements and let players cool down, that a PA announcement has to be made to let people know what's happening. What do you say over the PA? Because if you say exactly what they're investigating, that stadium is going to lose their minds. 
it would be pure chaos. So I, I don't know exactly what to say. Right, because you're right. If you're saying plays being halted to investigate racist term being used, you say on-field incident. That's all you can do. It's yeah. all you can and, do. Because if and, you say and, we're investigating a racist incident, I'm pretty sure the entire South Ward is going to lose their minds. Which not even knowing they, who the player was that said anything, it's going to be absolutely well, I mean, crazy. Uh, we haven't even talked about that yet, but we've but there's a very strong reaction coming out of the South Ward for this game yeah. coming up. Um, but actually, that's the perfect term to say, hey, on-field incident is being investigated. Play will continue after investigation is complete. Boom. Yeah. Done. Right? Yeah. At that point, people will hopefully in the stands will hopefully understand. They're not going to get anxious saying, what the fuck's going on? Why are we sitting here for 20 minutes? Why do we get 20, 21 minutes of stoppage time? All this other stuff. So that, for me, in the moment, right? Because the whole punishment thing is another thing. But in the moment, that's the only thing that I thought could have been handled better. I applaud the referees for taking statements right away. I applaud them for giving the players a chance to cool off emotionally to make sure something didn't happen because I bet you, right? Van Zier didn't, nobody went after Van Zier, but if play resumed after five minutes instead of 20, somebody would have. Yeah. Right. Those players were not happy with him and somebody would have taken it out on him. Can we then? Can we also just backtrack and just bring it up again that 21 minutes is plenty of time for Gerhard Struber to take the player out of the game? Yeah. It wasn't a two-minute stoppage. It was 21 minutes. I think that's plenty of time to assess the situation of what you feel happened and get the guy off the field. I mean, I just just want to bring that up again. Let's even argue and say 15 minutes, right? Let's say the first five minutes he doesn't know what's going on. 15 is still plenty of time. Hell, yep. two minutes is plenty of time. Yeah. 30 there's seconds. No excuse at tw- there's no excuse at 21 minutes. There's no excuse. There's None. no excuse past three no. minutes. Right. That's an eternity. No, really. That's Sorry. an eternity in a stoppage in a soccer game. Eternity. Re- really. 21 minutes. For, for being told a player said something racist, really there's no excuse past a minute. Right. Unless you want to claim the play that the, his sub's getting warmed up. <laughs> That's the only thing you get credit yeah. for. <clears throat> All right. So let's I, – I do think we need to talk about – the South Ward response. So I don't, I don't know what Viking armies has said about it. I know to 96 said that they reject racism, all forms, and they don't support any, any of this action. ESC, as far as I know, and, and I say this only because I don't know what VA has said, but ESC has come out the strongest after this incident. They have called for Van, both Van Zier and Struber to be let go. Uh, I think what they publicly have said is that they will show up, but then leave after the first minute. If I remember correctly, I think it was some, either that or they just won't show up at all. But basically, they're making it clear that they do not support this team while those two people are associated. Now I don't know if that's going to change how that is going to change after the announcement of the suspension, but as far as I know, that's their current stance. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's a it's a organized walkout. I think probably the entire South Ward. Yeah, well, I, I've kind of been off social media a little bit this week, so I don't, I've caught bits and pieces of what's going on. But this organization, right, like results wise. We we have been going steadily downhill, and yeah, 
this and this is going to sound dire, but this is how I feel at the moment. If the organization does not tread carefully, there is not going to be a fan base left after this ain't season. That tr- ain't that the truth? That I mean, that is spot on because fans can deal with a bad season, um, but you can't deal with a bad season and this in an incident that was not addressed properly from jump. Even in the good season, I don't know if you could deal with this. Realistically, it just, makes, it just makes it worse, right? It just makes it worse. True, because there's there's no good medicine that you have to to, to help with it. Because let's let's be honest, there's fans out there that if this team was first place in the Eastern Conference, they'd be like, oh, okay, get rid of the guy, let's move on, no problems, go in every game, you know. But when this when the season has been so just Hard. mediocre, mediocre to terrible. You know, um, this is this incident is just amplified that much more. Yeah. And the one thing I will tell everybody listens to podcasts, this is not going to lead to Red Bull selling the team, everybody. Let's just get that out of the way. Not going to happen. Whether you like the ownership or not, they are not, they are not selling this team. It's just it's not going to happen. Um, the only so thing that not, is going to be a buttload of money. Right. The only thing you can hope for is that they're actually paying attention and maybe address the issues. But aside from that, you are stuck with Red Bull as team owner, no matter what. It, that's just a sad fact. I, I tweeted about that the other day, too. You just, you just know. Yeah. This ownership is not changing. It's fucking embarrassing! I could play that 20 times and it still wouldn't be enough. You could have looped it through, like, in the background during this whole podcast. So. Yeah. And it, we know Coach would never put up with this. <clears throat> this this weekend, right, so before the San Jose match, right, before we knew all the shit was going to go down, I had said if we do not win both matches, Struber's job should be considered on the line, if not, if if not outright fired after these two games, I'm not saying a win keeps him on the team because I feel like that race, that racism incident now makes his leash that much shorter, regardless of results. If I honestly think the only way right now that he saves his job, at least in the next month is the team just goes absolutely bullshit crazy and wins games for nothing, four plus goals to nothing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, and I'm not saying he will be fired if he doesn't win four straight like that. I'm just saying that is the only thing I think right now that would absolutely save his job and, or at least save his reputation with the fan base. I think did I did I say this on the I think I mentioned this on the show last week or maybe the week before that I think this team's good enough to win if they had a different manager. Why not? Let's play, just do it now. Let, let the experiment begin. I mean, why why not? Have we changed systems that hasn't resulted in any kind of playoff results at all? Never has. Well, uh, again, the, admitting the, the best hey, let's go back to admitting there's no plan much. B. You know, finding out there was no plan B. The only time the only time this has worked has been under Marsh when the league wasn't ready for it for three years. Right. right. 
it's like we're still running the wildcat offense. You know, except the, um, except the wildcat only lasted one year before people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, this kind of strategy results in a goal a game. That's that's what it gets you. One goal, and sometimes it takes 107 minutes for that goal to happen. So, let's do it now. Let's let the experiment begin. Let's bring in someone else. You can't change the system when the season's already started, but I, I'm sorry. Bring someone else and let's see what happens. That would that would start the rebuilding with the fans. At minimum. Yeah, right. At, like at said, minimum, that's, that's, that's start. what you do. And the, the the organization be like, wow, you know what? The results aren't there. They haven't been there. Um, the last playoff seasons have been just gut wrenching, god awful results. This season sucks. This incident happened. Enough is enough. Maybe they get an opening on their Brazilian team or something. I don't know, but it's it's just it's not happening here. And again, I'm never the fire the fire the coach guy, but it's it's time. Yeah. Hey, so what's going on uh, Saturday? We got a game. <laughs> well, you want to talk about the pain index does, first? Does it even matter? Well, the pain index is ten. So I don't know. You can tell no, me. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's not ten actually. It it's went 10. up, but it's not ten. It should be then. It should be eleven. Okay, so uh, let's see. Let me sort this real quick, just to make things easier. All right, so the majority was seven or higher. Eight, eight one with um, 27%. So people were definitely upset. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is – honestly, I'm, I'm not I'm surprised more people didn't vote 10. It was, it's just kind of weird. Um, so I, I did start keeping averages and some, some sort of statistics after we recorded last episode. So the average score after the Atlanta match was 5.5. It's now 6.6. And the, the best pain index went from a one to a three. Mm. So people are definitely getting more upset. Rightfully so. And honestly, if at, let's let's mention this real quick. So before the game on Saturday, in our little group chat with Pat, what what was it that he decided to do when he had tickets to this game? What did he decide to do? Uh, he took a hard pass. He decided to stay home and grill grill some meat instead. Yeah. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the message came before uh, Van Zier did his stupid shit, but he said vindication. Not going to the game. Yeah, I think it was after they gave up the goal. I think that's when it was. Okay, I I I caught it afterwards. I don't remember. I don't know the timeline, but yeah, yeah, he was kind of vindicated for not going to that game. Yep. And honestly, I wouldn't blame anybody for not going to this game. I think we're going to watch because I'm paying for MLS season pass and to a degree we're going to, we're going to talk about the game next week. I I'm kind of at a point where if we didn't have the podcast, I might give this team a few weeks without any any uh viewership. Yeah. And that's sad because 10 other guys on the field didn't make racist comments. The other 20 something guys in the locker room had no say in how the situation was handled from the coaching staff or the organization perspective. 
I mean, I was gonna I was gonna say when we actually just briefly talk about the upcoming game is that that's the th- one thing I want you know we all want to remember is that there were ten other players on the field and there's other players in the locker room like you said on the bench that didn't do this that I think we know are almost all decent human beings and guys you still want to support so I know we're mad at management I know we're mad at ownership I know we're mad at the news designated player they decided to bring in. But there's other guys on this field that you can support. So if you are going to the game, you're watching game, just remember that. You know, just remember the other guys that are out there and go and be there to support them. Especially Tom Barlow, the guy needs the support. All all he could get. All the forwards, really, not just Barlow. Right. All right. So let's let's briefly talk about it. Um, the New York Red Bulls. Host the Houston Dynamo uh, this Saturday, April 15th, 7.30 p.m., 7.39 kickoff. Um, I don't know if it was intentional, but Steve Cangelosi has the play-by-play for this one. He's the right guy to be there, uh, ironically. Yeah. You know, if anyone has a pulse of this franchise, it's It's going to be him, yeah. Yeah. Um, Houston comes into this game with a 3-0 and 3 record, 9 points plus 1 goal difference. They are 3-0 oh, and 2 in their last 5 matches. So started off weak but have come on strong the last 5 weeks. All right, Truman, since you're leading, you go up first. What's your prediction for Saturday? One nothing loss. There's no reason to get excited right now. Again, Struber is going to be managing this team. Uh I don't know what's going on in practices, but I can't imagine anything's great. And is this the moment where he's lost the locker room? I'm not in there, but it feels like a yes. So it's going to be, I think, hard for those players to get motivated and play for this guy. Only thing you hope for is to get motivated and, like I said, play for the the supporters that do actually come to the game. And each other. Yeah. Yep. Uh I'm going to say 1-1 draw only for the fact that I don't think we've lost at home this year, and I feel like, I don't know, we'll get another late stoppage time equalizer just to keep this Struber disaster going for another week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at the loss. I would be really surprised with the win, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be some hope in, at some point in this game. Because this this team loves to give us that glimmer of hope, and I, I, and I'm talking this for years. That that's what this mo this, of the Red Bulls is: is just give us that glimmer of hope, but never fucking deliver. All right, gonna be, uh, gonna be a bad year. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this with the other stuff. I forgot. I just remembered. So, sort of the only silver lining to all of this is that MLS isn't high-profile enough to get 24 hours plus of TV coverage for this incident. Um, I was at the, on Easter Sunday, I was at the Seaside Boardwalk, and I don't remember where I was walking by, but it was some outdoor bar on the boardwalk. And three different TVs uh i think two of them had espn on it and they were talking i believe they were talking about the lsu women's basketball team if ml if mls had a higher profile you could have 
set your watch to like Stephen A. Smith calling out Van Zier for racism. Mm-hmm. So the only silver lining is that because MLS isn't high profile, this wasn't as bad of a mark on the league as it could have been. Also, if it's not on ESPN, ESPN does not care whatsoever. True. <sighs> That's true. Exactly. Hockey knows hockey knows that for years. Yep. They sure do. They still do. It's amazing That's how they're Yeah, amazing how they have some coverage now all of a sudden. All right. Uh New York Red Bulls 2 lost their match uh this past weekend 3-1 to Crown Legacy FC. That puts their record at officially at 0-2 and 1. Yes. So I don't, what a clip. I don't, back to, I don't, back to old form. So I don't understand how they technically won in penalty kicks, but it still counts as a draw. I don't understand that. Because it's dumb. That's why. And then they lose in penalty kicks, but it counts as a draw, too. So I don't know. Uh, so 0-2 and 1, but with three points on the board. Because remember, an overtime loss is one point, and overtime win, or sorry, penalty kick loss is one point, penalty kick win is two. In, in the reserve league, and three they, points. If your team wins the game of pickleball, do they play afterwards? <laughs> what What about the um, three-legged races every alternating Sunday? Yes. <laughs> deep cut. That is that's way Somewhat. deep. Way deep. You tell us. You tell us the movie, everybody. Yeah. You tell us the movie. If you've gotten this far, you tell us that movie. <laughs> Uh, they are number 10 in the Eastern Conference for MLS Next Pro. Their next game is this Sunday, April 16th. They'll be hosting Huntsville City FC, which is the reserve team for Nashville. 7 p.m. Eastern time on season pass. Gotham FC, they've been on break because I believe it's because of uh, the women's team playing. So nothing's happening there. But they do resume this Saturday at the Orlando Pride, 7 p.m. And you know what? I'm just going to say this. If you decide that you are not going to watch the Red Bulls because of what's what happened last week, watch. I'm assuming this one's on Paramount Plus, but if you have Paramount Plus and you can do it, watch Gotham FC. Yeah, there you go. That's a team to get behind, especially yes. now. If you're not going to watch the Red Bulls, at least watch women's soccer and, and Gotham FC. It's it's a local team. All right. With that, it is time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. Is there anything else you want to discuss? What's left, man? What's left? I mean, this it's just Vin Zier just kind of dwarfs over everything that ha- else that happened in the league this, this yep. week. So, yeah. All right. Uh, should we do a quick F1 update? Yeah, quick F1 update. There is no so, update because they're not racing and they're not racing for another couple weeks. <laughs> so I, I have not had a chance to pull the, the new sound yet. That's right. Well, but we don't have a segment yet. we got a couple weeks to go. Oh, so I have tim- to. So timid. <laughs> All right. So that's o- there's only one segment left, and I feel like I know where this is going, but it's time for Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. Gerhard Schuber, he's the terrible team. Him. There you go. There's a the terrible team. And rightfully deserved, honestly. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't, like, I don't even care if a team lost by 12. Does pales in comparison to what yeah. we saw. All right, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. $1 a month is only for exclusive content, such as live, or sorry, yeah, live wrap-ups. Month, monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything you said to you. I'm sorry. Talking about that shit for 40 minutes just... It's not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> you can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us like uh, Pierre did tonight, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge myself at the Truman for Truman uh, on Mastodon. I know I have not been posting there, but uh, at Red Bull Rant at MSTDN.social. Subscribe to us, show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we head out. Uh, let the healing begin. I'm not even giving him a win this week. All right. So for Truman and myself, this has been episode 425 of the Red Bull Rant. Fuck all racist assholes. Red Bull's players win. Fuck Struber. Fuck racism. Let's go Devils. Never.